welcome back to another episode of Take It or Leave It. I'm Derry. Uh, unfortunately, Danny's not with me today. Uh, if you all listen to his podcast on Thursday, uh, you'll understand. But uh, if you miss it for whatever reason, it's okay. I'll forgive you. And uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background information about what's kind of going on. Uh, so Thursday, we had a little bit of scheduling conflicts. I wasn't able to make it to the podcast uh i had some just other things going on uh so we tried to reschedule and danny's out of town this weekend so we decided why don't we switch things up a little bit why don't we have danny record an episode on thursday uh get one up at the normal time instead of just last minute cancellation you know um and then i'll record one this weekend uh so if you're confused about why one's going up Saturday, uh, that would be why. Um, just scheduling conflicts. It should be back to normal next Thursday. I don't see anything crazy happening to where we wouldn't be able to record on Thursday uh, next week. But congrats. You guys are in luck. You're getting two Take It or Leave It episodes. So be happy. Clap. Do whatever you got to do. Celebrate. Just, just know you guys are in a lot of luck because we love you guys. So... I'm going to get right into this. Uh, I listened to Danny's podcast. Uh, He talked a lot about his local teams, teams he likes. And he said that I wouldn't let him talk about that on the podcast. He's lying. All right. I like most of his local teams anyway. I'm also a Reds fan, so I would definitely be into some Reds talk. Uh, Unfortunately, it's just not really MLB season right now. Uh, I'm not a Louisville fan. Uh, I'm an IU fan. So that's where we differ. Uh... And I'm not a Colts fan, but it's not like I'd root against them. I'm a Cowboys fan. And the same thing with the Pacers. I'm not a Pacers fan. I'm a Sixers fan. It's not like I root against them either. Uh, I like the Colts and the Cowboys. It's just when I was my dad was growing up, there was no Indianapolis Colts. So he was a, he was a Cowboys fan. Uh, I just kind of adopted that from him. And then I've always just been a fan of players in the NBA until about senior in high school. I kind of decided, you know what? When all my favorite players leave, am I just going to keep rooting for more players, or am I going to get an actual team and be a part of a fan base? And instead of going with the Pacers, uh, it was before they got Oladipo, otherwise I might have been a Pacers fan. I might have decided to go just Pacers there. Uh, But I decided to go with the Sixers, mainly because Joel Embiid. uh, I love following him on Twitter. He's a good Twitter follow. I'm sure you guys know that. And then also TJ McConnell. Love that dude. Greatest player of all time. You can argue with me about it, but he's he's better than Jordan. He's better than LeBron. He's better than Will Tramer. He's the greatest of all time. So that's kind of where my allegiances fall there. Um, but speaking of which, Daniel and I, we've we all of our teams have been playing against each other recently. I mean, uh, all the teams that we differ on, at least. Uh, we had Indiana and Louisville play against each other just last week. Uh, IU got the win in that one. Very close game. Good game to watch. And then uh, we had the Pacers and Sixers play last night. Pacers got an upper hand. Uh, I'll I'll talk about that a little bit here in a moment. Because uh, that it was a very interesting game. And I don't, I don't think the game really tells the whole story. Now, I'm not going to make excuses for the Sixers. They didn't play as well as they should have. And it's not like... That team is completely different just because Jimmy Butler. I mean, they are completely different because Jimmy Butler didn't play, but it's not drastically to where they can't still uh, beat the Pacers. You know, 
they should have played a lot better than what they did. And that Pacers team is really good too. So uh, get I'm gonna I mean they deserve credit for playing playing hard last night. Uh, but anyway, we're one and one, and then tomorrow Sunday, uh, the Cowboys and Colts are playing. I, that's going to be a very interesting game. That's going to be something else I get into here later on in the show today. Uh, but I wanted to open up with the Eastern Conference. And a lot of people have been talking about, uh, I mean, not recently, but before the season started, that the East is, it's not, it, since LeBron left, it's not really that interesting. It's all West. But it's, through the this point in the season, uh, we're just over a quarter of the way through the season, it's looking like the East is a lot more interesting than the West right now. I mean, other than the Warriors, it's there's not really anybody over there. And the Warriors aren't even number one in the West right now. It's really dysfunctional conference uh, over there right now. Uh, the Nuggets are at the top, which I don't think it'll finish that way. Um, and even if it is, the Warriors, they'll still blow everyone out over there. But uh, I can't remember who it was the other day. Uh, but I heard them talking. They said the East, they pretty much have the second through sixth team in the league with the uh, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Pacers, the Bucks, and the Sixers. Those five can be the second through sixth best teams in the league because right now the Rockets are not good. And honestly, they might not make the playoffs. And I know it's early, but they are 13th in the Western Conference right now, which is very concerning if you're a Rockets fan. But uh, looking at the East, like it's really wide open. Those five teams, yeah, they can all of them can make the the finals, and that's I mean that's good basketball. It's good competition. People talk about the Warriors ruining the league, and I mean you can make that assumption all you want. Uh, they're doing the rules as much as I hate to see them win every year and know that they're going to win every year. It's not like it's against the rules for them to have all those guys on the same team. It's not like they're doing anything illegal by doing all that. And at the same time, there's still competition in the league. There might not be any out in the West. There might not be anything that interesting going on, especially with Boogie going there now and the Rockets pretty much demolishing that team they had last year that uh, actually looked like they stood a chance until Chris Paul went out. But the East is still really interesting. Uh, anybody can win the East, and if you're a true basketball fan, true NBA fan, that's something you should be interested in. You should be following that closely, even if you're not a fan of any of those teams. Uh, you look at the Raptors, and right now they look like the best team in the East. I mean, they're they have the best record, but that's not all. I mean, you look at the Nuggets; they might have the best record in the West, but you wouldn't necessarily say that they're the best team in the West. Uh, so the Raptors, they're at the top of the West, and they look poised to win the West in the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard has been amazing this year. Kyle Lowry hasn't been quite himself, and they're still winning. And they're getting great play out of the role players. Serge Ibaka is playing better than he has in years, and uh, Siakam has been playing crazy like you would nobody would have ever guessed that this was his potential nobody would have guessed that this is something that he was going to be doing this year uh most casual nba fans i would say wouldn't even know who siakam is uh, and i would say even more uh more people wouldn't be able to guess where siakam played before this year started i mean raptors fans will and people who actively follow the league might be able to guess that 
but I don't think very many fans would be able to, if you said, hey, where does Pascal Siakam play? I don't think a lot of fans would be able to say, oh, he plays for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, but they've looked really well. Uh, until these last eight games, the Celtics haven't looked great, but uh, they're on a good eight-game run right now. They're get, they've gotten away from playing Jalen Brown. He's not played a lot, and Gordon Hayward hasn't really been what you would expect him to be. So if they can get those two guys back into the roles that they were meant to fill, uh, that might be something very interesting. That might be a very interesting team to uh, watch, and they they could run away with the East. Um, now, with Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors and how good defensively he is, he can guard anybody. The Celtics have five guys on the floor at all times that can score. The Raptors are great on defense, but it, it would be a great battle to watch. I mean, obviously Kawhi can guard whoever the best player on the other team is and pretty much shut them down the whole game, no matter who they are. I mean, we've seen him. He hasn't shut down LeBron, but he's made LeBron shut really hard. We saw that in the finals a couple years ago with the uh, Spurs in the Heat. LeBron uh, looks over to the scorer's bench, sees Kawhi Leonard checking in, and uh, says a few expletives uh, as he's coming into the game. That's definitely one of my favorite uh, NBA moments right there. But, uh, yeah, you look at those two teams, and talent-wise, you think that's they're definitely the best two teams in uh, the East right now. Then you get into who I would say the next two are is the Sixers and the Pacers. Uh, both teams look good. They're just a few pieces away from being with those two teams. I'm not saying that they can't beat those teams. I think they could. I think they could beat them in seven-game series. I think they would put up a huge fight against those teams. But uh, as far as who they have on their roster right now, they both need work to do before the trade deadline, at the trade deadline, or they need to sign some free agents uh, right now. The Sixers, I mean, you saw with the Pacers game last night, this is what I wanted to talk about earlier. The the Sixers, their role players weren't doing well with Jimmy Butler out. And, I mean, you want to have great role players for when a player like Jimmy Butler gets hurt or something, if that ever happens, to come in and do well. Well, two of the starters for the Sixers last night, uh, Wilson Chandler and Furkin Korkmaz, they both they played about 30 minutes each. And then Mike Muscala, he played 17 minutes. He's pretty much their their big man off the well he is their big man off the bench um he's he's typically gets starter runs with the starters a little bit um last night Shamit and McConnell both played more than him but uh he still he still got 17 minutes but those three uh were a combined three of uh 22 last night now you're not going to beat a team shooting that if you have two starters and one of your best players off the bench shooting a combined three of 23 it's going to be a hard night even though Embiid scores uh 40 points last night 21 rebounds i mean Embiid had a monster night simmons played well he had 18 4 and 9 and reddick played well he had 22 and then off the bench you had shamit and mcconnell who both played a good amount of minutes. They didn't score a lot, which is why you need Muscala and Wilson Chandler and Korkmaz to score. Because, one, Shaman's young, so he's not going to score that much. He can score a lot. He's a great shooter. So that's definitely been good for the Sixers. 
But McConnell, he doesn't score. He's never been a scorer. He's always been the electrifying guy to come in off the bench, play some great defense, get some turnovers, and then uh, maybe score a couple of baskets here or there. Well, last night, they didn't have all the extra scoring. They only lost by 12. Now, I don't have the, the Pacers box score pulled up right now to look at, but, I mean, unless the Pacers played that bad with their their uh, their role players, it's not looking like there's a huge difference between those teams, even when Jimmy Butler's not playing. And then on top of that, Amir Johnson never got in last night, which he could have helped a lot. He could have came in for Muscala at points and played. But if the Sixers get a little more depth, they get more players for whenever Wilson Chandler, Cork Mons, or Muscala are having games like this and they're not hitting anything, they can pull them out and put somebody else in who can score. That's really going to help. Uh, right now, Justin Patton, he's not going to play for probably the rest of the year. That's something they can look forward to. And Jonah Bolden, uh, he's been getting minutes here or there. He didn't play last night either. Um, you get those guys. That's some more big men you can play. They got Zaire Smith, who probably won't be back this year, but next year comes in. It's going to look like a good team. And then if they could ever get Markel Fultz, which he could be back this year, we're not sure, uh, if they could ever get him to at least play close to his potential, then they would have something really going for them, and I think they would move up into that next tier. As far as the Pacers go, they're really reliant on Victor Oladipo right now. They have a ton of role players. Uh, Bogdanovich is great. Miles Turner can be great. He's been off and on this season. Recently, he's been really uh, playing a lot better than he was early on in the season. And then you have players like Tyreek Evans, who's been off and on. Um, and you got Aaron Holiday, who's been great. And you got a bunch of shooting role players like Doug McDermott. And you've got Darren Collison. You got all these other role players that you got that are decent enough. And you're deep enough. You got enough depth to your team that you can actually play. Uh, you can play against a series against the Raptors and while that and the Celtics, and while they have all these good players that are better than most of your players, or even all of your players really, then you can still stand a chance because you have depth and whenever their second units come in, you still got a team that can run with their first unit in. Uh, and that's what really helps the Pacers, but without them either getting another star or really upping their role players like They'll have to upgrade some of the role players. Like Darren Collison, he might be a, a good player, he might be a decent enough player, but you really need a better point guard than that. You need somebody else running with that second unit or running the point with the first unit, whatever his role is for uh, that game. You need somebody better than Darren Collison out there. I'm not, Darren Collison's a good role player, and he's someone you can definitely play in rotation. And you can give 15, 20 minutes a game, sometimes more than that, if he's hitting his shots. But that's not who, at the end of the game, you don't want him on the... F I mean, you might want him on the floor. I won't say you don't want him on the floor. But you don't really want it to come down to if Oladipo can't get the ball, or Tyreek Evans can't get the ball, or Miles Turner can't get the ball. You don't want him to be the one to take the shot. Now, you'll live with it, but if you can get somebody else out there that would really be helpful to your cause and then I think the fifth tier is the Bucks uh, now the Bucks I mean they could run with all those teams as well 
Um, and we've seen right now they're second in the East. You definitely, I mean, you're probably looking at me, listening to me crazy, thinking, what are you talking about, Derry? They're second in the East. They got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why are you not giving them any credit? Well, we see what happens with the Bucks every year. Every year, people put them in the top of the the league or the Eastern Conference. Everybody says this is Giannis. Giannis's time. He's going to run away with it. He's going to win MVP. He's going to lead his team to the, to uh, the the playoffs. Going to get him a high seed, and they're going to run with it until they get to the finals. Well, every year, what happens? Absolutely nothing. They end up with a lower than five seed half the time. Most of the time, they're lower than a five seed. Uh, and then they get an early round exit. Like last year, we saw they were, uh, yes, they had some injuries towards the, the end of the year. But, I mean, we saw what happened with them against the Celtics. They lost first round. Wasn't really much of a competition. And it's not like they got so much better this offseason either. Like, they didn't get any big... Uh, they didn't get any big draft picks. They didn't get any big signings. I mean, they lost Jabari Parker. Yes, he's looked not great this year, but he was pretty good for that team. So, I mean, you can say he's oh Jabari Parker's not that good. He played well for the Bucks when he actually played, and that's part of what hurt them at the end of last season. What made them such a low seed heading into the playoffs instead of where everybody projected them to be. So, I mean, you can believe in them all you want, and I won't be surprised if they end up as the second seed or even the first seed in the east or if they make it to the finals i won't be surprised by it but i'm not but i'm saying don't be surprised if they don't and that's why i'm putting them in kind of that third tier the fifth in the east of kind of where i think things will go uh Giannis is great he's i don't, I don't know if i necessarily say he's the best in the east uh him and Kawhi definitely battle that out and, and b's up there too as well and i would put Jimmy Butler's right there. I don't know if I necessarily put him up there. As, this year, he's been good when he's played for the Sixers. Uh, he's been really clutch, but I don't know if I'd necessarily put him up in the MVP conversations like I would with Giannis and Kawhi, definitely. And Embiid, when Butler hasn't played, which I think he'll get that figured out, that whole fiasco with he doesn't like his role. I mean, Embiid's complained about things in the past, and we've seen how that turned out. They've, they've been well. You know, it's never, nothing's ever come of it. So I, I'm not too worried about all that. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I have about NBA right now. So I'm just going to jump into uh, some NFL talks. Uh, Cowboys-Colts this Sunday. I think it's going to be a really interesting game to watch. I think it's probably going to be the game of the week. I think, well, I mean, if you take out the, the Chargers-Chiefs game from Thursday, that was an insane game. When Phillip Rivers is down 14 points, he's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. I'd rather have Phillip Rivers down 14 in the fourth quarter than I would prime Tom Brady. And you can fight me on that. You can you can come to our Twitter, and you can come to the Facebook page, and you can argue all you want. I'm going to tell you why Phillip Rivers down 14 is the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. But anyway, best Sunday night game. We'll take that one out. It's probably the second best game of the week. I they still have a chance of being better than the Chargers Chiefs game, but I think the Cowboys Colts is going to be a really good one to watch this week. The Colt the Colts just took out the hottest team in football last week in the Texans, and now they're coming in this week and they're playing the hottest team again in the Cowboys. Cowboys have won five straight. They're five and one since they got Amari Cooper, and they're coming in to play the Colts, who are really trying to get that. That playoff spot they're fighting for a wild card right now maybe 
I, I don't think they're in the running to win the division. Um, but they definitely could get the wild card, and they need to win a couple more games to do so. The Cowboys, on the other hand, they pretty much won their division. I mean, things can go wrong. They can they still still have three games left. They can still lose out and not make the the playoffs because I don't think they'd win uh, the wild card if they don't win the the division. But the Cowboys they've pretty much made it. Uh, the Eagles are pretty much the only team that stand a threat, and they have to they can't draw. They can't tie with the Cowboys and make it in. They have to win their next three and hope the Cowboys lose out uh, if they have any chance of making it in to the playoffs. So that's going to be really interesting to watch how those two go at it on Sunday. The Colts, the Cowboys, Colts definitely have more to lose, but the Cowboys are hot. It's going to be really interesting. That Cowboys defense, I, I don't think the Colts offense is strong enough to overpower them. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is, I mean, he'll be good and the tight ends will be good, but the Cowboys linebackers and safeties are great in coverage. Colt, or Andrew Luck loves throwing to his tight ends. And yes, he's got plenty of options to throw to his tight ends. He's got plenty of good ones that he can throw to. But at the same time, I think the Cowboys will lock them up. It's going to be come down to T.Y. Hilton. He's, he's going to have a, a tall order against some of those Cowboys cornerbacks. I definitely think, I mean, he's T.Y. Hilton. He'll still get some catches and everything. And Andrew Luck's throwing to him. A much better quarterback than who's on the other side of the ball but that Cowboys defense I think they're gonna play really well but the pass rush is what has really set the tone for the defense and that's the only thing that's really worrying me is with how good the Colts offensive line has been this year going up against this Cowboys pass rush it's, it's gonna be a battle of the Giants really who's gonna come out on top is the pass rush gonna get to Andrew Luck a few times are they gonna Force some hurried throws? Are they going to get a lot of pressure on them? I don't know. Or is Andrew Luck going to set in a clean pocket all game? And just throw, set, set in the pocket for three, four, five seconds even, and just throw downfield against uh, a team that's been in cover for too long. And uh, they could run up. I don't, I don't think they'd run up the score. I don't think they would blow the Cowboys out, even with how bad the Cowboys offense it, I, I want to say the Cowboys offense is bad. Cowboys quarterback isn't great, though. And that's kind of what hurts them. So, and the Colts defense isn't bad this year. Uh, they've, they've got a good front seven. Uh, their coverage has been pretty decent. I don't know if they have anybody that can cover Amari Cooper. It just depends on how Dak is throwing the ball to Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper could still have a huge game. I'm hoping he does. Uh, for my fantasy team, especially since Keenan Allen went out. But uh, I definitely think it's going to be something interesting to to look at, that matchup on Sunday. I, I'm kind of worried that the Colts are going to win this one. I'm not going to lie. Um, they just, they've been playing well ever since uh, five games in. Uh, they lost, what, the first five, first four, something like that. Um, they might... It might have been one and four, one and five, but uh, anyway, the Colts started off really slow, and that since they've been hot, uh, they've lost a, only a couple games since the start of the season, and they're really trying to make the playoffs. They have a shot. Uh, it's pretty much coming down to them and the Ravens, is what it looks like. I really hope they win. Not, I mean, yes, because I'm a huge fan of the Cowboys. That's that's pretty much it. 
but also I can get some good bragging rights over Danny and all these other Colts fans in the area. They always talk about how the Cowboys are trash and the Colts aren't that good, or the Colts are so good and everything like that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just really hoping that the the game goes much differently than what I'm expecting it to. I'm I'm excited to watch it though. Uh, I put a poll up on Twitter the other day uh, asking if you guys want to hear some updates on my fantasy team. That's what I'm going to get into now. So, my NFL fantasy team made the playoffs. Uh, they were originally the Dak Street Boys. And then when Cooper Cup went down, really hurt my season. I barely squeaked into the playoffs because of this. I changed the name to hashtag do it for Cup, kind of like that whole do it for wear thing uh, a few years ago. Well, right now, it's the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I'm the three seed. I'm going up against the two seed, who is, honestly, he's just, he's a really good team, honestly. He's got a really good team behind him. Uh, and it's not looking great. And most of that is because Mahomes had his second worst game of the season on Thursday. He still did at least league average. Yeah, he got 18 points on Thursday. But with Mahomes, I'm used to seeing at least close to 30. Um, second part of that. Keenan Allen got hurt. Didn't he didn't even get a target? So I got zero points from Keenan Allen on Thursday, and that really hurt my team. Uh, then I had Justin Jackson in my flex position this week. So I mean that worked out well. He gave me 16 points even. Uh, that that's really hopeful. But with Keenan Allen not playing, and I, I I mean it's not like I can just take him out, and put in another wide receiver in. It's not looking great. And I just pulled up my uh, my fantasy league so I can kind of look at what's going on right now. And his kicker has 17 points. He has a fair burn, barn, barn, however you say it uh, right now. Still got 9.53 left in the fourth quarter against the Jets. Uh, so he's probably going to get at least 18, maybe 19 points. Uh, I, I'm, it's 34 to 17 right now. But he's got a 74% chance of winning with all the projections. I've had three people play. He's had his kicker play, and that's it. So this might be the, the season for Do It For Cup. Uh, it was an up-and-down year. Devontae Freeman went out early. Cooper Cup went out. And pretty much all of my team is gone from who I started with. Uh, a lot of people actually I dropped and then picked up half, again halfway through the year once uh, things started going well for them. Uh, like Amari Cooper and Tariq Cohen and Josh Gordon. I uh, actually dropped all three of those guys at one point uh, during the year and then picked them back up. And since then, they've been insane for my team, which I'm hoping they have another big week and some, some things kind of go wrong with uh, my opponent's team so I can win this league. I'm the commissioner of the league, so I'm really hoping I, I win. Uh, it's kind of what you're expected to do as the commissioner, at least I think so. Uh, and then my NBA league, I'm just in a, a public league on this, so it's, uh, the scoring in it is so weird. I don't really understand. It's not like normal fantasy scoring where uh, points count for like one uh, fantasy point, you know, and like a block is like two and a half, three, whatever. It takes your stats uh, the main stats, so field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-point made, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and turnovers. And whoever has more of that stat gets a point. So it's like 8-1 to one right now. Uh, I'm playing the number one 
guy in the, our league right now. I was number two, except for the last two weeks when Oladipo went down. Uh, now I moved down to sixth, which honestly, if the the scoring wasn't so weird, I think I'd be a lot higher than that. I probably would have been in first for a while. Uh, but I I don't understand the. I mean, the scoring is so weird, and I've been really hurting with injuries in this league. So. It's nothing too exciting going on in just NBA. Um, I would say my, my team's pretty good whenever they actually play. at Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Covington, Paul Millsap. I drafted Porzingis in the second to last round, hoping he'll come back and I can go on a tear second half of the season. I got Dario Saric, Ennis Cantor, Jonathan Isaac, Tobias Harris, Bogdanovich, Colin Sexton, and Victor Oladipo. Uh, I haven't really, I haven't picked anyone up off of uh, waivers or whatever you call it in the NBA because honestly, there's nobody that's really enticing in our our league that hasn't already been drafted or whatever picked up for somebody. Uh, but yeah, it's such a weird league. Uh, next year, I'll probably try to start an actual league with normal scoring with my friends um, if I can actually get some people. I just want to kind of test it out uh, this year, see how it was. And um, the scoring in this though is just it's really weird. If you if you're ever in a, a league like this, just just quit immediately. Don't don't go with it. It's such a weird way to score instead of normal fantasy. It's, honestly, it's not even fantasy. It's just who gets more stats. It's it's really dumb if you ask me. All right, uh, I think that's gonna be all for me today. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday. Uh, well, we should have a full show. We should have uh, a lot better of a show. Go a lot more smoothly, smoothly more conversation. Um, if there's any ideas you guys have for the show, anything you want to see us do or talk about, hit us up on Twitter at Dairy underscore Danny or on Facebook. The Take It or Leave It page is now on Facebook. Uh, Danny said on Thursday we might try to get Instagram. He's correct. We probably will. That's probably something we'll talk about in the next week. Uh try to post a lot on there uh, we're both busy this isn't our full-time job uh, this isn't even a job at all we don't get paid to do this uh, so it's not something that we stay up with probably as much as we should uh, I'm gonna try and start to uh, keep up with our Twitter page and the Facebook page a little bit more post some more stuff on there maybe some polls uh, but you guys definitely hit us up on Twitter and on Facebook send us hot takes you want us to review them we'll look at them uh, we'll, we'll tell you what we think about your hot takes. It doesn't have to be about any specific sports. Uh, it might not even be something we watch. I, I don't care if it's about cricket. We'll research it. We'll figure out if your hot take, if we want to take it, if we want to leave it, what we want to do with it. And then lastly, uh, you might have noticed we got an intro and outro music. I decided to go and find uh, some, good, some good music for the intro and outro instead of just that weird little us talking through a couple lines from a rap song or whatever and then put it in reverse uh that's i mean that's still funny we might throw that in there every once in a while but now we actually have a legit intro outro uh got it free music archive vincent augustus uh, is the artist who made that so definitely look him up i uh, i think this is a a really cool uh song uh, i really like it uh like the first one i found too and it was pretty legit i loved it uh but yeah, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and we'll see you next Thursday. Bye.